This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just getting started! Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes! That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. There's a little boy cut the escalator! This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. Woo, the chin of steel. Look at it. Still, this was the first one you gave me. I gave that. That's like nice, and it's still in its original package. Still in the original box. Yeah, For all you forty-year-old uh, virgin fans out there that uh, think that uh, it's, that he's lame and all the rest of it, you keep it in the box. You're supposed to have one to play with and one to keep in the box. So I got two in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the box? That's in the box. In the box on a Monday that's night. That's a Superman Justice League toy. That's got to be from like what two thousand and two. Something, Something like, like that. that, huh? I think it's uh, do, 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 do. Let me look here for a minute. See if I can get some kind of uh, 2003. Oh, sweet. There you so go. So that would have been their 2002 or 2004 series. I'm not 100% sure. Nice. It's a good series, though, because they make them really crappy now, man. I was looking in Toys R Us at them, and it's like, boo earns, man. Yeah, some of them are kind of lame, but uh, anywho, hello, everybody. It is Monday night. It is Kids on the Escalator podcast. We're hanging hey. out on the Dean Blundell Network. I am going to drink a near beer <laughs> in a Kids on the Escalator uh, mug right there. That's great. pretty slick, but uh, I'm going to do that. And I all got, I got all dressed up. I got my Superman shirt on. That's awesome. And all the rest of it. You know what I'm saying? Because today... We're talking uh, Superman. Last yeah, week was Spider-Man. Your favorite. Uh, last week was Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and this week is uh, Superman. But more importantly, we're going to dive into the Man of Steel movie, which you know doesn't uh, had these mixed reviews, and I I dug it. But anyways, we'll dive into that in a bit. Yeah, just I just watched it again. I liked it too. I, so I watched. I remember watching it. Uh, the first time and thinking, okay, well, this is all right. And then I never, you know, I'm not being a huge DC guy. Didn't watch it yeah. again for a while. And then I watched it again, maybe a year ago, I think. And I remember thinking, wow, this was really good. And then I watched it again just lately. Yeah. I was like, this is a damn good movie. I remember texting you. I was like, what, why hell? Why doesn't everybody like this movie? And Brent's know. the DC guy. He knows DC folks, right? I know. Yeah, a few I don't anyways, know. Why, I said, why doesn't people like it? I couldn't, I couldn't understand it because I thought it was well paced. I thought the actors and actresses were all very well played. I thought if you're going to get a villain, Zod is amazing villain, you know. You know what? You know what's funny because, like, I think if you look at the timing of it, uh, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but um, Superman Returns came out with Brandon Routh, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Okay, I guess that's the new Superman." And then the movie kind of died, and I didn't even hate that movie. I thought, "Okay, Superman's back," and the, the you know, and all the rest of it. And then they they're like, "Well, we're just we're going to relaunch it again." It's like mm-hmm. when they they put out like. Well, it, it's not too different than this Batman thing going on. So it's right. like, why did they do Bat- that though? Do you, do, do you know why? Do you know why no, they I think uh, I, 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 didn't follow so, through with the Rolf character or whatever his name was? He wasn't from, from the reviews that I heard about it. Is that they they weren't really feeling it? So oh, so he just went another way. It was a talent thing. It was a talent thing, and uh, it's kind of interesting because you see what's going on with Batman right now, which in essence is like, okay, well you had Bale, and then you went to Affleck, and then now you've got this this kid, the uh, James, oh, what is his name? Um, Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like people are like, how many Batmans are, what, what the hell is going on? And he got like three, you know? So I, I, I don't think it's too different than that from the standpoint of like, maybe it was, you know, like the, the, the man of steel was just like, Oh, another Superman. Like, what are we doing again? DC's completely dropped the ball instead of laying it out and saying, this is part of the big plan. And we got this whole thing going on. It sort of went to 
Superman versus Batman. And then it was like, they didn't really continue man of steel. Like they didn't do like man of steel two and set up. It was like right. Superman versus Batman. People are like, what is, why is Superman facing Batman? <laughs> it's just confusing. It would be like doing Iron Man versus Superman and people going, but why are, why are they right. facing each other? It had its moments, you know, um, because the jump had, they had Zod and then Zod turned into doomsday, um, which mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. The comic book story, I believe Doomsday came from another planet. I just watched a cartoon about Superman fighting Doomsday and he came from Earth. So there's a few different variations. That's see, there you go again, right? Look at all the different origins of Doomsday. Um, the guy who killed who killed Superman. I have the comic book here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was watching that today. And again, it, it was it was okay. It wasn't bad. But they, they just keep changing up the uh, the different schematics of him, right? It's there's so many, and we had when we had Ken Lashley on there a couple months ago. Um, Who's going to be in talk, Kingston uh, over the next? I few just weeks. saw that he was going to be in signing some stuff on the 18th. There, on the 18th. Um, there you go. He was like, um, basically, in, in essence, saying that the, the the working environment between Marvel and DC are night and day, and, mm-hmm. and Marvel's more of a party, and DC's all yeah. business and all suits. And I, I, uh, I, I just I want to interject. I wonder if it's the same way when you go to get your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about it, buddy. We're gonna pay you, man. We're part. We're Marvel. Totally. We're gonna pay you. And DC's yeah. like, oh no, no, the check is the check now. Oh no, thanks. I got my money. You know. Yeah. So I just had to interject I, that. Wouldn't that it's be funny? It's so weird. It's so weird because it's, but it just feels like it. And you know, when I think Kevin Smith still tells the story best on the Superman front because mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, they asked about doing a Superman movie, and he was like, "Bring it on." Mm-hmm. And we, as Kevin Smith guys, and naming the podcast after Mallrats, mm-hmm. I mean, when Kevin Smith was told. He's going to do a, a Superman movie or asked to do a Superman movie, but then he had to deal with the producers. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we've touched on it before, but you know, they insisted on having a, him fight a giant spider. And it so was just like, again, I just want to interject one quick thing. Watching yeah. that cartoon today, uh, yeah. Superman defeated whatever villain it was. And one guy in the crowd said, well, that was easy. And another guy says, well, it wasn't like it was a gigantic robot spider. And I was like, well, that was awesome. Right. That right. was in Superman totally. Doomsday movie cartoon. Right, so that's so yeah. that's a that's a direct like hit on Peters who owns on the how film. big of a of a hole that and stupid that would have been to, to go with that route. What, did now, I watch? what was the what was the producer or the writer that was doing that? John who, John Peters. John and what is what else has John Peters done? Say I'm not familiar with him. Well, he uh, I just saw him pop up on something the other day actually, and I, he's still producing stuff. But he did like that that uh, Wild Wild West with Will Smith. And yeah, I know, yeah, all that giant yeah, spy, the big giant spider in it, yeah. but um. Yeah, he's. I'll, I'll look into it in a minute. But he basically uh, owns the rights to Superman, and it was it was just a really tough because you can clearly tell like they're not letting that intellectual property go without their input instead of just handing it over like Disney did with yeah. Star Wars or handing over that side of it. Um, they basically want to be right in there, and I I think it's really hurt it because oh, yeah. you can. Really- I think it's you know because Man of Steel should have got more play. I really love it. Um, so that's the topic today. We're going to talk about Man of Steel. Uh, let's, you know, I guess in essence, we can talk about how DC really still hasn't gotten it right. And maybe they will get it right. Oh, get it right with the introduction of this new Batman. Maybe we can have a bit of, you know, whatever. Or maybe they'll just do a new Man of Steel movie uh, with Harry uh, Cavill. And um, I like the guy. I think he's a great Superman. I think he's perfect mm. for the role. But um I also really dig, you know, the Superman and Lois, uh, uh, Superman too. That guy's awesome as that character. Yeah. So lots to dive into. So with this first, new DC movement though, like as you're saying, there's this new DC movement coming out, right? With the new movies with Robert Patterson. Yeah. yeah. What, what are they doing? What's the whole game plan here? So are they, is, are they cutting that anything. Snyder's universe? Is that what they're doing? Is like yeah, the Snyder thing is not, they're not continuing that at all. That's it. So that's Snyder's the end thing. of the Snyder universe. Yeah. Snyder, okay. that, that's it. It ended with that, but they did do some, um, reshoots and a few other things that they were kind of poking around with about maybe taking that Joker character that we talked about, Jason Todd, like sort of maybe playing on that a little bit. But I, I really, that's going to live in the Justice League universe. Yeah. So if they go on with another Justice League, then you might see some of that that Snyder kind of stuff come into it. But I still, I still, you know, we were inundated with Marvel. We're inundated with all, with Star Wars. We're inundated with all of this stuff, but we're not getting the answers on the DC front as far as I'm concerned. It's not, a universe, wish- it's not a universe that's easy to jump into mm. and, and 
have it all flow nicely and, and enjoy, right? Uh, well, one clearly, of the main Superman versus Batman. What? Pardon me? Well, clearly Batman versus Superman. Like, I mean, it's just getting hammered. Right. As far as like they didn't cross it over properly. And it was just like. No. no. Instead of retconning some stuff, instead of starting over, would have been a, a kind of, you know, a smart thing to do. But yeah, I, I guess they're just so. going to. They're just going to trash it all. But I thought that, uh, so in the Man of Stool, Steel, Man of Stool, that's good. Man of Stool. He had a Man of Steel. <laughs> he, I, I, a lot, I was looking up on some of the, uh, the online bashing on the movie and uh, a large majority of the diehard Superman fans disagreed with the fact that he snapped Zod's neck at the end there, right? Yeah. That he wouldn't do that. And uh, all the destruction. Well, they, I don't think... They did okay. So if you're going to dive into Superman and be that nitpicky and be that realistic about that, then why don't you take in consideration that this is him just starting to actually be Superman? You know how good were you? How good were you at your job the first week you took on your job? You know sure. what I'm saying? He's like, at the, what they're what they're trying to show in this movie, at least what I got out of it, is you got this guy who's really mixed up in the noggin, and this is before he settled down with Lois Lane. Now, Lois Lane and Mary Part and Mary Jane in Spider-Man have very similar things. What they do for the hero is they keep the hero grounded. They keep the hero thinking, no, you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Because they're mortal. They're humans. If, if, if Spider-Man and say, if Superman, well, I'm talking about Superman here, sorry. If Superman didn't have Lois Lane, he wouldn't really know which way to turn, which way, like he could be, he could be, uh, coerced by many different things on earth and it, they've showed it in different renditions of him uh if he could be evil and we're going to touch on that later because the greatest twist of, of uh, superman has been done but keeping on with lois lane lois lane keeps superman grounded and keeps him so that he can make the right decisions and continues to do that all right you need that human in there doing it he couldn't talk to his his ma kent about that because she didn't really know the extent of what he was doing and plus she's she's his mom she's just like oh just be safe you know what i mean uh, where lois is more of a daring individual so this all happened before he 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 locked in with lois lane See, Lois Lane brought him out of his whole fit when he came back to life and was going to kill yeah. everybody right he and that is another great thing that a lot of people are overlooking is the importance of Lois Lane to Superman. And she jokes about it. You know, don't you remember saving me? Because you've done it a few times, right? Because that's all she all he, she did. Back in the day, she was a joke character. She was the fuel for uh, Superman to rescue somebody, right? Lois Lane was off doing something silly again. Well, not anymore. Now Lois Lane is what keeps a superhero, uh, a supposed god on planet Earth, uh, grounded so that he doesn't fly off the handle. It's not the government. It's well, not the police. And, and it's more, not his mom. And- it's not his dad. It's his wife or significant other. No more than that than in Superman and Lois. Great, series. and that's a, what a great segue to that, right? Unless, well, we, is, we should finish up. We should finish up on this movie, though. Yeah, so, I'm just making that point that they really focus on that with that Lois and that. So back excellent, to and that's a great side. point, right? Like that. Yeah. That is, and that's. A, but they, but the hacking on it, they didn't. Uh, you know, the people who are hacking on it don't take. It's, it's never taken this into consideration. Where my point is, if you're really going to deep dive into it, be a big boy, do a proper deep dive, get all the way in the water, right, Brent? Yeah. And I think, you know, the big thing about Superman, and we've touched on it before, is it's such a, there's not really anybody that can rival him. Well, per yeah, se. that's, that's the hardest thing about him. Is per se, he, right? Everyone else has got somebody be. that can, that can, yeah, villains. Someone's got to be able to, like Lex Luthor is always there because he's always. the- He's, he's the, you know, the, the mastermind and, and really it's all about just him. He's an evil Tony he, Stark, man. Yeah, that's all he is. And he's like, he's not even a joker. He's basically like, I've got money and I'm just going to keep trying to take over. I'm just going to, you know, pull off these things. So it's like, it's like Superman against a henchman. And it's like, is he going to get outsmarted? It's never about, is he going to kill him outside of like, I'm going to destroy him by bringing this and bringing this. But it's Mm -hmm. never really about destroying Superman. It's almost like working around him to to just you know tricking pull off him as many, controlling yeah, his tricking mind, him and right? controlling the mind and stuff like that and kryptonite this and, so you don't really have that like guy that can totally totally defeat him per se uh outside of getting very supernatural and they you know and they've tried that with other yeah. things um they do a really good job uh, well i think you know zod is great because zod is like from his planet and really ultimately and and with what they do with with Superman and Lois and what they do with all these things, it's ultimately the only person that can really defeat him is another Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is why I keep 
coming back to Superman and Lois, the TV series, because I think you would love this because they do. I know you haven't watched yet, which is amazing to me, but I, you know, there's only so many things that you can watch. I get, but, um, holy, do they ever do a good job? Like this is the guy that plays the Superman there, clean cut kind of dude. Um, that's the cast, you know, they got the Jonathan Kent, they got the kids, you know, it's, it's a really cool like series that dives into the stuff that you just talked about. It mm-hmm. dives into, Hey, Lois is actually the hero here. She's Lois like a psychologist. Actually, She's she, yeah, the world yeah. should be thanking Lois for keeping Superman from turning in from not from like from turning into totally. Homelander, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's what Homelander doesn't have. Homelander does, doesn't have that, has never had that. No. And it's, you know, and that's, it's like the difference between those two, which, you know, we could spend 20 minutes on too, but it's like, you know, one we'll, was we'll raised the end, yeah. one was raised and the other one came with these, like, it, there's just so, so many differences, but anyways, back to, um, the things that you're touching on as far as like grounding Superman, mm-hmm. they dive into all of that with Superman and Lois. And that's, that's what great. I really liked about, um, man of steel as well, because I really felt that there was a grounding happening with him and he was a more, um, it was a, it, it, it had that sort of dark night feel to it where they were really telling this cool backstory, but this guy, and this guy's got some, he's got some baggage in him, and they really bring it out in that. Whereas it's not the the Christopher Reeve like ha 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 ha, you know, like the best Superman of those three was definitely Superman three when he did the alter ego, and that oh, I was like, cool. I like two of the original ones. I like two myself. Well, three was campy. You had yeah. Richard Pryor. You had the whole thing, but they did the split personality mm-hmm. with Superman, which I thought was amazing because you're like, wow, now they've taken this guy to like. You know, he's, he's, wow, look at that's a bad Superman, right? It's a bizarre mm-hmm. world. It's like whatever. So, anyways, the, the Man of Steel thing was cool because, you, you know, Russell Crowe plays a subtle Jarrell. Uh, um, uh, mm-hmm. And then you've got, um, I think Kevin Costner plays his dad, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's like, he, he plays Pa Kent. Yeah, he plays like a s- subtle one. And it just, it really, flowed nicely i really loved it i thought the zod and you know uh michael shannon who played zod was really hot coming into that because he was just off on uh, boardwalk empire everyone was like who's this guy and why is he so great and so then he was cast perfectly oh he was great he was great that's why i I thought the villain was amazing in that you know and then and then to have him key up to tie into the story later that you know um luthor gets a hold of his body he turns him into doomsday yeah i thought that was a really good link so that would be in Batman versus Superman, where Doomsday comes into play. Correct. If I remember correctly, right? And so, I think it I'm going to watch that next. If I, what's I, his I, name? Was uh, was Luther? Was uh, the kid yeah. from um, Adventureland, buddy? Adventureland guy. Yeah, he was Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. Jason Eisenberg, and they do. You know, there's that young kid Luther, which is fine. Uh, I think <sighs> so we've talked good. before about like enough with the Lex Luther and enough with this and that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, again, that's where they're limited because they've just told the story so many ways that it would be really great to find a way to, you know, yeah, go from there. Now, an interesting fact that um, I'm not sure a lot of people know. Do we know, and you can probably answer this, but I think a lot of the other people can't, and um, why people can't tell the difference between Clark Kent and Superman? Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's... Apparently, it's because of his personality, right? No, it's it's what? it's. He's got magic glasses. It's now? in the. It's in. So the theory about this thing is that <laughs> is that his crypt. You know, he's an alien. He has mm-hmm. the ability to project a different perspective. Oh, that's new. I've it's, never heard that. That's yeah. It's awesome. So the idea is that the glasses allow him to project this. Wow. This but again, now, now what can't perspective like, he's got there. You're just putting, or you're not, but they're putting more powers on top of a guy that's already invincible. Like, Oh my gosh, dude, it just, it just makes it so hard to find a really realistically good villain for well, him. That's like, it's gotta just, be though. The most asked question in the history of things. All he's oh, doing no, you're is right. you're putting totally on right. glasses. How do we not know? Yeah. I mean, you got a cow for Batman. You've got Iron Man behind a mask, but how do they not know that Superman is Clark Kent. And I, you know, they haven't really touched on it too much, but they've touched on it in, in um, Superman and Lois a bit. And a few other things that he has got this thing that projects from his. So what do you think of that? Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Do you like that? Well, if they run with it, it's great because then it's, it's sort of, it just answers that little thing that we're like, 
yeah. that we're always at. It's just, it really answers the simplest question of like, right. why can't you tell the difference? It's like, because Superman ultimately is, an, is you know, is projecting some Kryptonian, you know, yeah. his Kryptonian powers and the glasses project and they don't, and no one can tell the difference between the two of them. It's great. You think he so, would do that with, uh, when he's fighting people though, wouldn't he? Wouldn't you use that in battle? Like, Let's I'm start gonna... with just the first thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I mean? One like, thing I, at a time. One I, thing I, at I a time. I would use that in battle if I was fighting somebody for sure. Yeah. Where'd Superman go? He's over there. No, that's not him. He's over here. No, he's not. It's uh, it's quite something. But I, but um, Man of Steel was done amazingly. And I really just thought that they, um, and one of the things that they that they did get right in Super Batman versus Superman to me was that beginning. So I think people were hating on it because of Ben Affleck, but- the beginning of watching him fight Zod I got at the, oh, at the end of Man of Steel. Yeah, like, sorry. So, right. so Superman's fighting Zod at the end of, of Man of Steel and going through all these buildings. And then they tie it in and go, well, while he was doing that, and he was Batman causing was, all this destruction yes. on the ground. And Batman's like, this guy's ripping apart my city. I'm going to go fuck this guy up. That was amazing. Yeah, I got to bring able to- So now I want to rewatch Batman versus Superman. I'm going to dive into that maybe tonight. I don't think yeah. I've got anything else going on after this. Yeah, it's it, it was a really great, it's a really great sort of like, the, the psyche on it is great. I just don't think people bought into Affleck, which is a shame because I really think that, you know, if you look past that and look at what they were That's trying tough, to do. Though, that movie, That's tough though, dude. That's tough. It's like when, when we always say like, you know, why, how, how can the consumering public of music not like this song? And then right. they, the stuff they do like is like, what is going on with these people's ears? You know what I mean? So I think it's the same with their their, their vision. They can't get past. Well, look at me, buddy. I can't get past um, Bob's Burger's voice for Archer. Like, I just can't get past it. Mind you, I, I watch TV a lot when I'm working. So, oh, man, I it just I look up and it's like, no, that does not work. It doesn't, doesn't, you know, phrasing. Which is so funny work. because it's I, one of the best written goddamn shows I've ever seen. Well, probably. That guy's great, you too. Know. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's amazing. It's, yeah. yeah, I watch Bob's Burgers. I just just saying. So, so yeah. I could see how people see. I I had a hard time with Ben Affleck as uh, Bruce Wayne, but I thought he was a great Batman. Now maybe I mentally couldn't get through through because yeah. he's you know he's in a couple of my favorite movies of different actors mm-hmm. that I would never even dreamed of him being Batman at that point. Right? What do you, you think know? of when you think of Bruce Wayne? Who do I think of? No, what do you think of when you think of Bruce Wayne? Do you uh, like old? So, so you know, uh, Michael Keaton is is rumored to come back as. This as uh, Old the man. older yeah. older Batman, the Dark Knight you know, version from Frank. That's Miller. right, and so like you've got like he's like the sixty year old yeah. retired Batman that's still like whatever. So when you think of Bruce Wayne in the, in the sixties, it was like you know Adam West, and he was always older. It wasn't until like Christian Bale that had this mid thirties kind of like billionaire guy, and you're like okay, but Christian Bale. Yeah. Outside of some of the stuff that he's done, it was known as a character actor. So he slid in. Ben Affleck is known as a movie star. Mm-hmm. To me, anyways, Ben Affleck is kind of a movie star. And I can find that a bit distracting. That's why I thought they tried with with Brennan Routh with Superman. And it was like he was so unknown. It was like, okay. But then mm-hmm. Henry kind of was like also unknown. But then was like, yeah, but he's a little bit more Superman. than, And so Affleck kind of like I think is too big for the role. I thought it was. I thought he was too big for the role. I, I didn't. I didn't hate him, and I was excited that he was going to do it. But maybe that's why people aren't didn't get behind it. Yeah, it could be. You could be right. You know, but I, I uh, the whole thing Zod. You know, again, we're back to Zod coming, and you know, they have to kind of retell the story again. Okay, we're all familiar with Superman. So mm-hmm. can, where can we go now with it? Like, what yeah. do we, what do we do now? Because. Justice they have Lee. to find they have to find outer world and unless Lex Luthor they have to find outer world villains for him. So when Superman has a villain, the Earth has a villain. Whereas when Spider Man has a villain, you know, a section of New York has a villain. Totally. Or uh, Batman. When Batman has a villain, it could range from all of Gotham to just uh, a part of Gotham. You know what I mean? He's protecting Gotham, and Gotham's like. Yeah, you know, a section there where Superman has to take on the Universal, uh, and then th- think of it even crazier is well, what about what about with the Justice League when they all get together? How powerful does that villain have to be for? And does that happen every day? What the f, man? You know, <laughs> like the Avengers don't get together very often. It, Everyone's been miscast. Yeah, right. In Justice League. Like I'm just not. I, I guess Jason Momoa looks like, uh, uh, what's his name? Sorry. Um, my brain for a second. It looks like Aquaman. Aqu- so he looks like Aquaman. The new Aquaman, yes. It yeah. was written terribly and it was just, I'm like, ugh. 
And Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, sure. Awesome. But again, the new Wonder Woman. Shite. I haven't seen that. My wife wants to see it. I haven't seen and, it. And sort of like you've got – like it's just a difference of – it's such a difference of writing. It's right. like the writing is so good on Marvel – and in DC, it's like dark and brooding and there's, I don't know. It's it just so interesting to me that like how DC keeps messing this thing up. And I, I'm just waiting for them to like, oh, that's an incredible mm-hmm. idea for Superman. You know, as well, a Superman guy. To, yeah, well, to the Superman show that you like, apparently uh, the, the, the DC shows are awesome. And I love Titans. Oh, I think Titans yeah. is fantastic. And and the continuity in Titans, um, everything flows nicely. They're getting ready for the third season. They're, it, it's great. Titans is is one of the best TV. I, like if I had to rate my superhero TV shows, yeah. oh, it would probably be in there right after uh, WandaVision. I'd probably go WandaVision, then I'd go uh, Titans, man. Because uh, Titans is great. I and I and I agree that they, you know, the TV version of the DC universe, they really, and maybe it's because they get twenty episodes to get it right, or they got twenty mm-hmm. episodes to build out an arc. I'm not, I'm not trying not to sure. do too much either. Maybe you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, we got to compete with Marvel. No, it's a TV show on the WB. Like so, and and, and the Flash is really good, especially like Alex really mm-hmm. like the younger ver- the younger uh, the generation. They really like the Flash. Yeah. Right? Alex loves it, and it's so good that mm-hmm. they're actually. You know, because Alex is all pissed that they're not using the guy from the TV show in the movie. Right. right. But they are going to cross over and bring him in. So there's this whole generation thing. Like, I think it's happening in Spider-Man where you're going to get all the Spider-Mans and all the rest of it. Um, I think the same thing is kind of happening on the Flash side where they're going to have this and then they're going to have the TV Flash guy Mm -hmm. because it's just so good. Um, This Superman from Superman and Lois you know, he's the everyday kind of guy. He's, um, you know, he's in pretty good shape. He's like whatever, but he's he's like a dad. He's kind of nerdy like Superman kind of is. This is mm-hmm. the best Lois I've ever seen. She's so good. Really? really? The girl that plays this Lois. She's just yeah. so, she's so good. And um, and it's, they just hit, they just hit all the things. That's where I want them to kind of look at that series. And that's where they go, well, look at all these things. Like mm-hmm. Lex Luthor isn't really a part of this new series, but uh, oh, cool. That's rem- interesting. Like remnants of Luther are because in the bizarro world, mm-hmm. Superman is a bad guy mm. and he wipes out everyone in Metropolis. And so Luther comes to our earth and goes, no, 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 you're not going to do here what you did to me, but over, it's just in this incredible story arc that they do. Wow. And, uh, and you're just like, wow, you know, and I have to go back into my Superman stuff to find out where those ones are, where he's evil, you oh, know, where okay, he turns, yeah. where he turns bad and it's, and he's struggling with, am I good? Mm-hmm. Am I bad? Am I going to use my powers for good or am I going to use them for bad? Mm-hmm. And they do this really cool arc in there that I'm not going to ruin for you, but it's really he's faced with this scenario where he has to decide whether he's a good guy or he's about like you can't deny who you are right. you can't deny who you are and if you continue to to pander to pander, pander to these earthlings mm-hmm. you're ignoring everyone from um krypton and right. you are a traitor and and he's and he's fighting with that like halfway through the season i'm telling you dude you would, mm-hmm. you'd love it if you like the flash you're, you're gonna love it they really do yeah. a great job with it well, it sounds like as i was saying um dv uh or dv dc television uh really uh gets a lot of thumbs up from comic book viewers they really enjoy the tv um, apparently you know they're not trying to do too much you know they're uh it's it's not like you know hey here's the here's the next infinity war or wow we gotta keep up with this and that you know the funny thing too is we haven't mentioned the hawkeye series i haven't watched that i hasn't even yeah. on my radar to be honest with you but um, have you watched I'm Hawkeye? Marveled out. I'm, I'm marveled out for the time being. And I don't yeah, mean I'm just, that out of yeah, disrespect. Like, I'm just like, oh, there's another one. Time to go It'll back be on to the for a while. books, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm okay right now. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hey, one thing at a time. Uh, I went and so saw on the, on the, I went well, and saw. You, you know, did. We can't talk about it yet because I haven't seen it yet. And, and from my, no, my, my comic book, my, my local LCS guy uh, tells me, comic book store owner says, if you're a com- if you're a hardcore comic book fan, you are gonna love it. If you're not a hardcore comic book fan, you are not gonna want to sit there for two and a half hours. Eternals, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot we'll of it. it. As I mentioned, we'll, it's see information. It. we'll talk about it. Because I want to, yeah. I want to pick your brain about it. Cool. I know yeah, you I, were excited about it, but I, I went and saw it, and no, I know. And I'll dive it. 
we'll deep dive. Oh, um, Venom's yeah. coming out. Venom's out on digital now as well. So we can watch Venom. I can watch Venom. Carnage. Here at yeah. home. That, which will be great. I'm a huge fan of that. And then Venom number one, they just started a new uh, series of Venom in the comic. What they do is they'll go to a number and then they'll start over again with their storyline, yeah. but they'll keep the legacy number underneath. So it'll be Venom one, but legacy number 237, something like that. Um, there's, so that's, there's, there's, um, not, you're not, why did you go, why did you go Marvel? Like where does DC rank for you? Well, I, I, I like, you're low, you like Lobo, you like, you like Daredevil, you like all these different things, but where does DC well, here, in whole, in a here's whole the thing. Be? So as a kid, when I first discovered comic books at a very young age, probably like six years old, uh, you put a, you put a detective comic in front of me, an action comic in front of me, an amazing Spider-Man comic in front of me and, you know, an Avengers comic in front of me. And what yeah. ones is a six, what one, are, what ones are a six year old going to gravitate to, you know, I'm going to look at Superman and be like, okay, well, this is kind of, he's not really fighting anybody he saves an earthquake. You know what That's I mean? That's a great looking cover though. That's a great cover, that. right? Um, <laughs> but then, but you know, this is a six-year-old me with the comics that are available. Yeah. And then look at Batman and it's like detective, man. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And then, you know, Spider-Man's like, whoa. Yeah. I think he was fighting. Uh, who was he fighting at that time? Uh, it was the clone, the original clone saga. I talked this about, on, about this on another podcast. Um, the Jackal was in there. And the tarantula, and it was such a great storyline. And then the other one was the Avengers, and this was around the, the uh, I think it was when uh, they were fighting uh, a lot of things inside New York City, like Shogun Warriors broke loose there. There was the Masters of Evil that came out. So it was that was that kind of thing. It was just like, and Marvel's like action, 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 and DC is more like you know info, 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 info stories where. Marvel had more of the pow factor for me. Of course, being a kid, right? You know what I mean? Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't old enough to, and I loved Batman. I love the Batman TV show. That was like that and the Spider-Man cartoon growing mm-hmm. up were my two favorites. Like just loved them, loved them. My problem with the Superman uh, cartoon at the time, again, was he was fighting like an earthquake or an airplane that was crashing where you switch over to Spider-Man. He's fighting the Scorpion, you know, Batman's sure. powing it out with Robin and, and fighting the Joker. And then you go back to Superman again and he's stopping a train from going over a cliff. Like, come on, there's, there's no, there's no comparison for a six-year-old at that time. So that, that is why I went uh, Marvel. And then of course, once you start collecting stuff, I still got comics from when I was, yeah. you know, probably seven, eight years old. Um, my six, when I was six, I don't have those ones. I thought I did, but I don't. But, it's a, it's an interesting one. Cause you really, um, as a comic book fan and as we are, you know, you especially can still dive into almost every single storyline from every comic. Whereas somebody like me, I don't have anything Spider-Man actually. Mm-hmm. I never bought a Spider-Man comic in my life leading into it. I was always DC. Uh, and that was just where I was. And I, you know, I paid attention to the, you know, it wasn't really until all this stuff with Iron Man and the Avengers and stuff that I really started paying attention to the MCU, honestly. If I got to be honest with you. And that was just because I wasn't necessarily interested in that side. Spider-Man's always been cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love the cartoon as we talked about last weekend uh, mm-hmm. or last week. Um, but it was always about Batman and Superman for me. Always. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was so excited when they were doing all these things. Uh, so I can only touch on that side of it. That's why I always have to ask you all the <laughs> all the Marvel questions because I'm like, oh, what does that mean? What does it's, this it's mean? Like, it's like part that? of my life history, basically. You know what I mean? It's like. That's part of my life history. I just, I, that's funny. Cause I, I, when I learned that stuff, it sticks with me too, which is really funny. Yeah. He asked me to work some multiplication skills. I learned, man, I can help you with that. But he asked me uh, knowledge about comic books in the seventies and eighties. And I'm pretty good. I actually get paid for it to do it with uh, mental health Absolutely. with some students. Yeah. I do. So it's uh, it, it actually, I get paid to do it as well. So yeah. So take that high school bullies up yours. So you had some fan though. mail. You had some fan mail. Yeah, we got you some. Gonna, fa- well, we did. We were going to talk about fan mail. This is great. This is for the yeah, show. Um, so I'm put you, uh, let you go. I'm going to isolate you for a minute, and then I'm just. Uh, I'll be right back. You go ahead. Okay. All right. So this is on. So we 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 are on Facebook as well. I'm one of those guys that just kind of gets in front of the the computer screen here and goes. My wife is the producer, so she sets everything up for me. And funny story, she's not feeling well right now. Um, her and my daughter went out and picked up some sushi from somewhere in Kingston. I'm not going to name the place because I actually don't know where it was. Um, but a sushi place somewhere here in Kingston. Um, she's not feeling well all of a sudden. So I'm on my own here. If anything does go wrong computer-wise, you'll see me doing one of the old guy things like this, looking at the board as Dean Pointer, I'll be doing one of these. She's not feeling well. I feel fine. So, so far, so good. So far, so good. So we are live on Facebook. At least I hope we are. And uh, this was from Facebook. This was on my Christmas Shetty. Uh, 
page. So you can follow me on as Chris Machete on Facebook. I mean, these are on there. Um, and this is from a gentleman named Jim McDermott out of Ingersoll, Ontario. Excuse me. Hey, Jim, how you doing, buddy? Hope you're watching. Jim says, I really enjoy the shows. Last one with the gent from Death Angel. He's a very nice guy. It was really nice of him to spend so much time, and he seems to really enjoy talking to you guys. My favorite one was The Ref and The Wrestler. Great stories. Now, I don't know if you're there, Brent, or if you took off, but the cool thing about this comment that I really enjoyed is Jim got to witness an episode that we had banned that we couldn't, oh, yeah. we can't show anymore. There is only a handful of people in this fine planet of ours that, and uh, that how much of a coincidence show. is it, my friend Brent, that, uh, that is his favorite episode to date. That was such Hilarious. a fa- Like that was, his well, what's fan, not to love. What a episode, great episode. Man. What's not to love Jim, Jim. That was like literally like literally, um, one of the best wrestling conversations I've ever heard. And we were hosting it. So, <laughs> Like I'm saying, he got, it's so, it's yeah. so he got to see it. If you saw that live, you got to see it. If not, man, that was that was it. You're never going to see that episode. That's going to be an NFT to... soon. We're, we're just going to yeah, sell it for like 10 Gs. Mm. Yeah, it was a big episode, but we are going to get Jim back, right? Yeah, we're not getting him back till the new year, though, unfortunately. But, well, that's okay, um, he's, but he's we're going to get him back. We need him back, yeah. dude. We need to let him talk and go and go and go. And after Which you're done great. listening to, if you're watching us tonight, uh, make sure you tune over to Monday Night Raw and you'll see our buddy, uh, Adam. Uh, Mr. Edge is returning tonight. He's returning oh, cool, tonight. Right so, uh, that's so, so that was Jim. That's yeah. Jim. And that was on my Facebook page, right? And that's what Jim had to say. Uh, he liked the death, gent from Death Angel. And uh, yeah, his favorite episode is the one that uh, almost had us. Man, we were on our way to a million views, weren't we? It literally would have would have broke the net because we got picked up. Um, by the rags, what they call the rags, you know, which in essence is like the tabloids for uh, the dirt sheets. They're called the tabloids for wrestling, for wrestling and yeah. nothing is more polarizing than wrestling conversations. Literally, wrestling because you're you're nuts. basically like team WWE or your team AEW, or then you get behind AEW, and then they go, "Oh, it's getting too commercial." We're but like they just switch back and forth. They're like country music fans, like they go, you know what I mean, or like. Like or whatever, it's like I like uh, I like Garth Brooks, but I don't I, I really don't like that uh, you know that this guy or that. It's like it's kind of all the same, really. Like, like I you know, and it's the same. Wrestling fans are like, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I love it all. I, I posted something on our Twitter the other day about, you know, why we watch wrestling, which was CM Punk and MJF on the mic. Mm-hmm. If that's all it was, if wrestling dedicated a show to just promos, mm-hmm. I would watch it all day because yeah. you know what's funny, fun. dude. Is is uh like I, I I'm a I'm a avid video gamer. I was on there last night playing some uh, Dying Light. There's a couple yeah. of people watching me, chatting with me, asking me questions. I by the way, if you're watching me on uh, play a video game on uh what's that what Twitch we, on the Twitch? Twitch. Okay, friends, yeah. if you're watching me play a video game on Twitch, I don't know how to answer you. I, I have no idea. I really don't. I play the game. It's funny because somebody sent me a message. How do you blah blah blah? And I'm yelling at the TV. You gonna you do this? You do what? Like, what are you doing? He's like, somebody asked me a question. That's not how you answer them, Chris. It's like, no. So I just kept playing. I just kept playing. That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I think that it's, uh, anyways, it was good, Jim. Thanks for watching. And, um, hopefully one day you'll be able to see that episode, but, uh, uh, Jim Corderas is promised to come back and Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get him back and uh, maybe we'll get the other guy too. And then we'll just switch it all up. So So. thanks, Jim McDermott. Hopefully you're watching right now, buddy. And cheers, dude. Cheers. Uh, You've got some stuff to show off. I want to show off a couple of my favorites. Uh, I got some some Superman stuff that I kind of pulled out of the old. uh, Awesome. Do you want me to drop some knowledge on everybody right now and just show everybody how smart I am when it comes to comic books? Yeah, let me me show you how how I'm not that as smart as you. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I'm I'm just going to do like 
like you know history, and then I can show some books. But if you want to, you should you should show off your collection. This because is like one of my favorite. As I said, this is one of my close favorite. It, get covers. that get that full screen so everybody can see the artwork yeah, on that I'm because the artwork's that. the stuff you want to see. Yeah, I'm gonna do the old full. Screen. Let me just do that here. I'll stand by. Okay, so this is absolutely my favorite Superman cover. It's so rad, and not, and they also That's by had, George Perez does the art on that one. They also had Mega Man on the back. <laughs> Mega Man two, dude. Yeah, Mega Man it was two. really great. Um, they just had some really great stuff in here. Like, mm-hmm. what a great! Are you familiar with with this artist? George Perez is amazing. He had a great yeah. run on Teen Titans. A great run on the Avengers, dude. Fantastic artist. Fantastic. Can you explain? You know what I want actually would love for you to do. Can you tell someone how to read a comic book? Tell who? Tell everyone how you were supposed to read a comic book. What do you mean? Well, I think people get confused by which box do I start with? Well, no. Well, the box is the narration. So you want right. to read the, the box first and it'll describe what's going on in the scene or something you missed or what he's doing. And then you'll get his opinion on what the narration is and, you know, in the thought bubble or something. If it's, if it's round, it's called a thought bubble. If it's just like a straight line, he's talking. If it's like a jagged line, he's screaming. Look at that. That's what's going on there, man. They've so actually got, I, rid of the, they got rid of the thought bubbles now. There's no more thought bubbles. No. They don't do that anymore. You know, in July, they had a they had the uh, gigantic comic book convention that was happening in New Jersey. You were oh, there. nice. Look at that. Look at that. That's in, that was in Philadelphia, and then the top one is New Jersey, which yeah. is hilarious. Okay. So that's my favorite cover, anyway. Superman featured in Action Comets. So good, very, very George cool. Perez is a fantastic artist. See, now, now what you do is you start looking for George Perez covers, right? And then uh, you'll be happy with all the artwork that you get for your Superman stuff. So then there was a crossover one. Mm-hmm. You got Starman with suddenly Superman. Well, that's cool, huh? Look at that. Just a little appearance. So I was at that point. I was like, "Oh, Superman's in that. I'm going to buy it." Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, they had an ad for Dragon Lance on the back, which is interesting. Ooh. I always like to show the ads because you like to show the ads. I now, love the is, ads, dude. This is an older one here. Uh, it's a six-part miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of what we're talking about today, the Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. So this one here. Okay, that's John Byrne art. That's great. John Byrne's one of my all-time favorite artists. He's a Canadian. John Byrne is. John Byrne, yeah. I believe that's John Byrne, right? Go to the top again for me, please. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, And and he's fantastic. He's like one of my top three artists ever. John Byrne is so influential on me. So that was a big thing when he jumped from Marvel to DC to do that, I remember. It's a really great – it's a really – the art's really clean, right? His art is really yeah. crisp and clean. You can see everything that's going on. He puts all his detail in the background and leaves the foreground heroes just kind of translucent uh, so that they're, they're popping right out. Not translucent, but uh, nice linear is what the word I'm looking for. Yeah, great, huh? Yeah, Burns awesome. John Burns, one of my favorites. Very cool. One of my and favorites. I've got a, an, a great one here. World's Finest Comics. Remember these? Oh, for sure I do, Yeah. So here's a Batman and Superman. Right on. Yeah, that's where they'd uh, they gel they gem up a couple uh, heroes, right? And it's uh, who we uh, Hannigan and Jansen. Nothing too much that I would. Yeah, none of my faves in there. But uh, the old school Batman logo. Yep. In television, Dungeons and Dragons on the back. Oh, that's so cool. I like that picture actually better, to be honest with you, but that's like Sure, so but this is just an older comic, so. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. They can't all be when done the, by John Byrne and Perez. When the law is not enough, Chris. Was it? Vigilante. Oh, nice. I have that. Is that number one? Because I have that. Uh, that's an ad for number one. I just bought the number one, then I kind of bailed You on. just got it? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, a while ago, like when it came out. I got, uh, but I, I mean, I'm sorry. I meant I only got, I only purchased uh, number one. I didn't get any more after that. Jeez, there's some good stuff in here. Oh, I love the ads. I, I, that's one of my, the favorite, my favorite parts when I'm reading an old comic when I pick it up. Yeah, look at that. Right? Is that for the Superman game? It, it Superman three game. So this would have been about eighty two, eighty three. Nice. Good year, man. Those are good Anyway, times. so that's that's uh, mine doesn't uh, come anywhere close to Chris's, but I do have a, a bit of retro Superman stuff that I bought. So uh, Chris is going to deep dive into uh, Superman here. Yeah, okay. Let's just go over everything. So yeah, smack some knowledge at you, my friends. So we got Action Comics. Superman first appeared in Action Comics in 1938. 
again, the thing that that blows my mind is the uh, how how long these par- these heroes that, that were created in the 30s. Well, Spider-Man was 63. This is 1938. Superman was created. Come on. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks almost identically the same except for the texture on texture on uniform. Right. So yeah. this is 1938 Action Comics. First appearance of Superman, man. Okay, so it was written by Jerry Siegel, and the art was by Joe Schuster, who was born in Toronto, man. Oh, Toronto boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, – again, that's back in 1938. Holy cow. So it has reached issue 1000. Um, I didn't buy it. I'm not a huge Superman fan. And it was yeah, like, yeah. It was, I think it was like $15. And I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to buy it. I'll find it in a dollar bin later. My friends, if you follow me on TikTok, you see my dollar bin hunts. Mm-hmm. I'm the comic book hunter. Follow okay. us on TikTok as well. Yeah, for sure. I share the other stuff on there as well. TikTok. Uh, we have kids on the escalator and we yeah. have uh Chris machete comics and we got the coffee, your coffee ones on there. We're all on there. We're on there. It's good. Grown okay. Let's make the best. Yeah, dude. So, um, so the comic book is worth, Check this out. The first now, one. People, Superman number yeah, one. This is Action Comics number one. Action Comics. Okay. Where he first appeared, 1938. Now, if you can find, now, because people don't think this exists, but if you can find one in mint condition, which is like a 9, 9.5, 10, which you don't find a 10 of anything. If you can find a 9 or a 9.5 in this comic book, it is worth between 8 and $10 million, okay? The last one that sold, uh, now Spider-Man's uh, first appearance from Amazing Fantasy just beat this. This was the highest selling comic. Spider-Man just beat it, beat it by, uh, it sold a, a book for $3.3 million. Uh, Superman Action Comics sold for $3.2 million back in 2014. So uh, that was, I believe, a, a 0.8, I think it was worth, or 8. It was like an 8 out of 10 uh in in shape and that that's how you grade your comics on how good a shape they are you can't have a comics covers missing and expect to get top dollar for it It does not work that way or coffee stains or writing no 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 so anyway Mm -hmm. 2014 a copy sold for 3.2 million dollars for a comic book damn that's awesome like you got like four of those for spider-man yeah i wish i had four of those (laughs) i'd be i'd be on an island somewhere if i had four of those because i'd sell three of them <laughs> okay, so that's in, in in 19 or yeah, 1938, 1939 it went to a comic strip and this is where it really uh gained steam, right? So it was it was a strip and that's if it, for people who don't know, it's just a sideways deal with about four or five mm-hmm. nails in it. And in it the was newspaper? in uh it was in all the newspapers. Okay. Well, this is cool. So this is back in the day. This is where you got your viewers or your readers. They had up to 20 million readers. And this is every day because this was in basically in the comic strips every day, all right? And wow. it was a storyline that went on. And wow. uh this went on right up until uh 1951. All right. Now, why do you think it stopped being on the radio? Or, or sorry, why do you think it stopped? Never mind. It went from the newspaper to the radio. I was going to say, Brent, why do you think it stopped being a newspaper? Because it went to radio. All right. So they had a radio show from 1940 to 1951. Yeah. Right. So that was like, you know, tune in for our show tomorrow, oh, yeah. kids. We have That's Superman. when the War, of the, World, the War of the Worlds was there, too. Remember right? they did the War so of the Worlds? In the everyone... 40s. Look, yeah. look at the look at the longevity of this this hero my friend like the families that created the you know obviously the creators are passed away their families should be making and hopefully they are making a lot of money you know because uh Mm -hmm. this is this is insane how similar he looks um basically i'd be curious to see what happened with that deal Honestly, if we're looking at if we're looking at deals, I'm I'm wondering okay, if like you know what? Warner Warner. I'm going to look into them, that. You know what? I'm going to do. That's a great idea, fantastic yeah. idea. Because I do know that they weren't even allowed to keep their their pages back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Nowadays, you just scan them, put them in, and everything. But you know what, dude? I think my deep dive next week should be um, the business side of character creation. I think that would be really interesting. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to look into that. So let's get back to Superman and his progression from 1938 again. If you're not mind blown by the fact that this guy was created in 1938, then you need to sit down and think about some stuff because this is just insane. All right. Radio show from 1940 to 1951. Now, Brent, why do you suppose they stopped the radio show in 1951? Well, I'm guessing 
that yes. the uh, television was created. You're correct, dude. You're totally correct. That? I'm, so from, wow. from 1952, The Adventures of Superman kicked in on TV to 1958. And that was our good friend George Reeves. Not Christopher Reeves, but George Reeves. Mm-hmm. So that and, starts a whole other story of the Superman and he curses. started the curse. Yeah, he started right? the curse. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so interesting. So that is a very uh, iconic uh, series, The Adventures of Superman. And if you're into getting some, uh, you know, some, some, some great theories – that will uh, drive you a little nuts. Jump into uh, the p- characters who have played in the Superman movies. Uh, Lois Lane has another little spot in there too, but we're not getting into that too much. So, and then it just kept going. So my point here is from 1938, there's been something on TV or printed about Superman. Only, and not just one. It's not like there's only right. one television show and one comic book since then. Right now, yeah. you can probably find five different Superman comic books. And that's just Superman, not including Justice League. I just watched the Superman uh, cartoon movie. I just watched The Man of Steel. It's like there's so much accessible. 1938, yeah. this dude was created. You don't see Deadpool back in 1938, right, dude? Yeah. There's, You know what I mean? Like, or the 60s. There's no, wow, how come Deadpool's never been really campy? Because he was created in the 90s. He was cheesy, not campy. Yeah. And uh, it's funny how they were able to salvage that character. Who's that? Deadpool. Deadpool. Because- well, he was the same. He was, you know what he was, dude? And he's a mock of a DC character. You yeah. got Slade Wilson. Wade Wilson is Deadpool. Yeah. Slade Wilson is Terminator. So it's funny because he, he almost didn't like, thankfully he relaunched it. I know we're on Deadpool now, but he relaunched it. Cause it, you know, that original X-Men appearance by him. A new Mutants. He started on new. Yeah. Mutants. It's panned, but I'm saying like when he was in the movie, as oh, Ryan the Reynolds, movie one. Oh, pff, he was, was panned. He was by. panned as like as bad as he was as the, uh, so bad. That uh, is the what, worst moment in comic movie history, I think, dude. Well, what about the other one? What was the other one he was in? He was the Green, the Green Lantern. Lantern. Well, yeah, it was just it was just badly done. But yeah. having Deadpool with with all those powers and with his yeah, mouth, yeah. Cut, the wow. So, anyways, they ra- they rescued and salvaged that, which is great. Oh, um, super well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds stepped in there and said, "No way." Let's yeah, fix it. and to the point where he actually canned like the director on the second one because he was like, "No, it's got to stay like this," and it's awesome because they wanted to Ryan take it. Ryan Reynolds, way. good Canadian um, dude, right? Yeah, just got the just got Ryan, the. Uh, why haven't we had Ryan Reynolds on the show yet? Those little kids, we're all Canadian. those little kids from Ottawa. The kid, there's like three little dudes that are like nine years old that have a podcast, and yeah. they got him. Come on, Brian. <laughs> no Buddy, we're a head. huge fan. No one's dude. hanging out with mid 40 slash late, I'll go late 40, early 50 guys uh, from that world. Because we've been trying to get Kevin Smith and, you know. You know happening. what, Mr. Reynolds, sir, if you came on our show, I'm sure Kevin Smith would come on after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could get Hugh Jackman after as well. Could you imagine that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, Ryan Let's Reynolds, well, sir, if we can get Hugh Jackman, will you come on our show? No, I'll bet you he won't. But uh, if we got, uh, let me just think here. Who would you know what? Who I, we I had, okay, that's a great. That's a great had, audience question. I had Fred Penner on my show. Oh, and the reaction I got from having Fred Penner because he was talking about Mister Dress Up and everything was great, and everyone was like, "This is awesome." So if I can get Fred Penner to come on, okay, maybe Ryan Reynolds will be like, "Oh, Fred Penner's place." Yeah, yeah, maybe that'll get him. Okay, well, do it, do it. Brent, do the invite and we will copy this and send it out. Hello, hello, Ryan Reynolds. We have a message for you. That's right. We need you on the show. Uh, and then we promise to bring Fred Penner if you agree to do it. And, and sure. we'll talk about, I, we really like to talk just about the history of Deadpool and the history of Fred Penner and what would happen if they teamed up. Oh, wouldn't it be great? Fred Penner and Deadpool. I like I this. think that'd be a great. I like this. I like it a lot. Great team up. What uh, if? You, you want to go. Okay. Um. So there's that side of it. And then um, you wanted to talk quickly. Uh, the boys are going to start soon. We launched oh, this so, yeah, series. So- we launched this podcast basically after episode one of the boys came out. And then we did a review on it. We did the whole thing. So clearly the boys, for anyone listening and watching that hasn't seen it yet, is in essence, um, well, it's it's a world of superheroes. And the superheroes are all assholes. And they're, it's a big corporate kind of schmoz. And it's really cool. Well, it's a different take on superheroes, which is creating, awesome. Yeah, a company is creating superheroes instead yeah. of this them naturally being discovered or, you know, hey, totally. there's a mutant over there. What's he doing with him? Or, wow, this guy, this guy built an iron suit. It's not like yeah. that. It's like this company is creating superheroes right. and saying, oh, no, you were chosen by God. We had nothing to do with it. They're trying to hide it, right? But the, the secret's coming out. Now, Homelander 
was raised in a room, basically. No love, nothing like that. Superman yeah. was raised by Mon Pa Kent on a farm. Great, wholesome, yeah. you know, beautiful, caring parents. Yeah. Now, Homelander not. Homelander totally controlled by the government. Superman at odds with it. You know, he is the essence, the actual opposite of Superman. What a mm. great story that is there. Now, here's the one key thing that, that a lot of uh, casual readers won't pick up on. When Superman uses his heat vision, it's a last mm. resort. One, because it's so powerful. And yeah. two, because it drains him. Okay. What is Homelander's first go-to uh, weapon? Always the, always the laser eyes. It's his, and he doesn't even need to. Yeah. He can flick them. Yeah. He could blow yeah. them away. No, no, no. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. That right there tells you everything about Homelander. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like you're you're, you're I'm, I'm trying to think of a you're, you're hunting. Dent, our friend Dent is hunting. Yeah, and he's and hunting a squirrel. A gun. And he's hunting a squirrel with a, <laughs> a cannon. That that's what you know what I mean. That's yeah. Totally. It's it's. I like how they've touched on. You know, they got a Flash character in there. They've got a Wonder Woman ish character in yeah. there. That's that's really cool. Everyone should watch the boys. Uh, season three is starting. It's coming soon. up. Yeah, it's coming up soon. And it's it's going to be great. Be awesome. it's, it's, there's going to awesome. they're bringing back a lot of the older heroes, so it's going to be a little bit of mm. retro coming in from the guys from back mm. in the '60s and '70s heroes. And uh, of course, they're, they're still alive. Story arc. Talk about oh, it's going to be great. Writing. Okay. And everybody. Seth Rogen happens to hold Homelander produced. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. With that. But everybody, everybody on. wants to see what happened to Homelander, man. That's a, like he's the hero. You hate him, but you love him. As I see, this is what I was mentioning about when you're creating a villain. You really got to be careful. That you don't you, you don't create a villain that everybody likes if that's not what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like like Homelander's kind of like oh yeah, like sock. Like when he kills villains, part of you is like yes. Well done. Well done. But he's it's careless funny. about it and he's a jerk. It's funny right? about that guy because it's like when you look at him and, and I think this is why the show is really interesting to people because he right. looks just like Bradley Cooper. He does, and doesn't people, he? people are kind of like, is that Bradley? And then they keep watching yeah. and then they, what the fuck are we watching? And what a, it's just a, like an unbelievable show. And uh, it's, it's, it's answering be, the question everybody yeah. asks, what if heroes were not on our side? Exactly. What a, and So as a writer, uh, Garth Ennis, I believe it was that did this. Who's done yeah. amazing? What a question! That's all he needed was that question. Boom, yeah. and then he just went. Yeah, it's great. Awesome great idea. Stuff. That's what you do, right? Like, what a great idea! What a great idea! So, um, Homelander, Superman, same guy, uh, different scenarios, but and, uh, and the, very, the, very the ways cool. that top it off. Oh, and one other thing, I just want to add on top oh, of that. So you sure. see how powerful uh, his eye beams are, right? Mm-hmm. How powerful do you now think Cyclops is from the X-Men? Because his don't really wear out unless he's like fighting like a, a planet or something, right? So how powerful is Cyclops always has those? So that just, a, I, I, again, to all the people who think Cyclops is, well, he doesn't shoot beams out of his eyes. Yeah, but those beams are as strong as Superman's heat vision, man. Like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Uh, we're going to do some nerds on ice before oh, cool. we get out of here. Because uh, we got to talk about uh, the disaster that is the Canucks and the awesomeness that is the Leafs. So, oh, who's, uh, leading, who's leading the Leafs in points right now? Stand by. <laughs> huh? Who's leading the Leafs in points right now? Up uh, Larry, T- Larry Tavares. All you, all, all the uh, the guys on on the channel here. I love you, you sports guys on our Dean Blundell channel. But huh? I bet if you watched our first show and went back, I and you heard the predictions I made. This comic book guy with a bandana and glasses on and, you know, you'd be like, oh, that guy's nuts. So far, so good. Tavares is leading in points is what I predicted. Mm. And Colorado is not, is looking like they're not having a season. They're going to, they, they may have to dump Kadri. I'm not saying Kadri's going to come and stay with the Leafs, but I think he's going to come for the playoffs, my friends. That's my second prediction. Well, none of the a lot of the teams aren't living up to it. The Canucks are shitting the bed. Okay, I'll hand the Canucks thing off to holding you, then, on, my friend. Yeah, well, they're just holding on by a thread. And uh, Travis Green's still coaching, and yeah. uh, and Jim Benning Absolutely. is still the GM. Yeah. And it's like they have so much talent on that team that it's just like I have no idea why they're not gelling. And it's just an unbelievable thing. People are like, is it a coaching thing? Is it a is it a? There's a riff in the dressing room. There's well, all I hear this Bergeron's the available. same. The same stuff that the Leafs went through a couple of years ago where it was like 
who's captain, Tavares or Matthews? Right. And then it was like, well, it's Tavares. And they've made Bo Horvat the captain in Vancouver, but yeah. JT Miller is like the guy that's like rah, 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 and all the rest yeah. of it. So okay. you got the strong, silent type. And then here's the interesting thing. The twins picked Bo Horvat to be the captain. Oh. The, the twins were like, if we're going to leave, we think Bo Horvat would be the great captain for the, okay. for the Canucks. And so he's been great. He's a former London yeah. Knight. He's been, he's been awesome. Miller's more like, Miller's like every jock you've ever met. Oh no. Probably listens to the tragically hip. Probably okay, well, that's, that's well, fine. Or, that's okay. I'm just saying probably listens to the tragically hip. Probably oh, like uh, drinks drinks Timmy's. You know, gotta have my Timmy's. Uh I whatever. And uh and then uh pro- you, you know all the rest of it and and likely snaps towels. Okay, but, dude, uh, you got me there. You know, Bull Horvat's probably the guy that's like take the towel and, and fold it up and put it away on the shelf. He's the but, guy that grew up watching that the the Rob Lowe Youngblood movie, hockey movie, and thought then and just right. still still lives that right. Right. So it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. They say if if by thank American Thanksgiving you're out of the playoffs, you've got like a twenty percent chance of making it. Mm-hmm. So now the Canucks move into. Uh, seller mode uh, yeah. in the next six weeks if they don't figure it out. So mm. it's a mess out here in Vancouver to go with the floods. Everyone's not happy, but at least we don't have any snow. So there we go. Heard we you got a little got, bit of snow, but it's starting got a little bit away. of snow. I kind of like but, the uh, snow. That's, I'm not, Leafs, I'm not, uh, Leafs had the best November they've ever had. Dude, Leafs and, are rocking uh, They got Campbell, a tough team. Campbell has a 1.3 save percentage. Like, Great goalie. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, uh, a tale of two cities. And Chris still leads the predictions with Tavares leading the charge. Uh, Again, to, to our friends on the network who do sports, I, I apologize. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to hear their predictions. We, we, but, uh, we don't do a lot of sports on here. We just do like Leafs and Canucks, just hockey right on. But I grew up I grew up with hockey as long as I grew up with Spider-Man, dude. So my dad was one of those guys that would take me to the rink every Sunday morning and shop me around to those games three times a week. Good dude. Good dude. Dangerous Dorothy. Gracious Gary. How you doing, guys? Right I know there. you're watching. Hi, guys. Uh, good to see you. Hope you're doing great. Um, okay. So that's that's another Monday night. I mean, there's so it. much to get into. We got our Christmas shows coming up. We've got, um, man, well, I mean, we're going to be doing a Mandalorian preview coming up because it's going to be starting right after yes. Christmas. And so Boba Fett, more. man. Boba Fett's coming up Boba really Fett's soon. coming up soon, too. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Doomsday. Boba Fett's coming up. Lots of yeah. uh, we got. Well, there's always lots of stuff we can talk about. We're gonna get some guests back on here. I uh, yeah, back into it too. Um, that's Christmas Shetty. Uh, give us a Skeletron update, sir, because we're issue two uh, is available. You could buy it right now. I'm uh, yeah, there it is. Issue two still available. We're still finishing up issue three. We had that hold back with the computer. Don't mean to make excuses, but right now, um, we have a. Uh, I get. I'm getting a lot of commissions. Thank you very much. And they're, they're becoming high-end commissions for some very talented uh, people in uh, music and TV. So I have to put those ahead of the comic book, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some workshops coming up that I'm in high demand for uh, at a local comic book store, SBT Comics. So here in Kingston, if you want your kids to go to one of my uh, workshops, we're announcing it tomorrow. Only 10 spots available. Ooh. And it's uh, – yeah. So, I, oh, man, I got to get – we got the comic is in this computer right beside me here. We're just adding the dialogue. I think we're halfway through and then we can get it out there. And I apologize Checker. for the, and, and I, I people want, I have now people that are on a subscription for me. You don't pay anything, but you're mm. on the list. So as soon as the comma comes out, we send you and bill you. So that's another, I've, I've got six people on there. That's not a lot, but I've got like six people on there on the mailing list now, which is great. I've got, uh, uh, and check our Twitter too, if you want to see a really cool commission and just a picture that Chris did of Batman and Brett the Hitman Hart. That's an oldie uh, too. I I put up today and we tagged him. So, and ironically, I had a little Mm -hmm. chat with the lad today and just a, just a general chat about, uh, about life. And, uh, who'd you chat with? Mr. Hart. Today. Oh, Bret Hart, Little Mr. Yeah, Hart. So. I don't think he wants to be called Little Mr. Hart. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think him, uh, isn't he the excellence of execution? He is, and I and I I put in there in there that uh, that comic and the Batman nice. uh, the Batman uh, Hitman uh, merger was probably the first time that's ever happened. I'm guessing. Well, that's so. another guy that I'd love to have on the show again. Ryan Reynolds, Mr. Reynolds. If you come on our show, <laughs> Bret Hart would probably come on our show. It would open yeah. the floodgates of just like it all, would. all these. My parents would probably come on the show, Ryan Reynolds, if you came on our show. Listen, Gary. We're getting you on the show. We're talking used cars. <clears throat> Dorothy. I think we're going to have story time with Dorothy. There Maybe you we go. we do a little something there. Uh, all right. We're bringing you up on current events because she watches the news a lot. That is Monday night. That uh, is. Do yourself a favor. Uh, 
check us out to online on Dean Bone Dell Network and all the things that you got to do. They got some great stuff going on there. I think Bonzi's, we'll talk I think about Bonzi's on. Uh, I think Bonzi's live after us tonight. So, hey, Bonzi, have a good show. Do tonight. it, Bonzi. Um, do uh, it. Dean's over there continuing to rile up the. Uh, the the people uh, which yeah. is awesome and I riled some up last week which is awesome it out. And, don't even worry uh, about had, it just check it out yeah check it out it's a lot what are you of fun worrying about just check it out there's nothing to worry about check it out it's watch the show check it out watch check the it show. out How, why aren't you checking it out don't even worry about it. just check it out kids on the escalator podcast for a Monday night sorry oh, I don't I haven't even watched Rick I know it's throwing a Rick and Morty out there but somebody I got watched it. it don't even worry about it someone will get it. Don't even worry about it. Just what are you worrying about? Just watch the show. <laughs> you, it's over now. You have to turn it off. So don't even worry about it anymore. Just turn it off. What are you worrying about? I'll turn it off. You want me to turn it off? Don't even worry about it. What, what are you worrying about? This would drive me fucking crazy. We can turn Anyways. it off now. There's nothing That's to worry kids about. on the escalator podcast, everybody. Don't even worry about it. Just turn it Good off. Good times. Rad Good dudes. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.